With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Fantasy Benefits Baseball Podcast. I am Justin Mason, lead fantasy writer and analyst for FriendsFantasyBenefits.com. Joining me on this episode is Matt Thompson. Matt, how you doing? I am good. I wish I had something clever to say, but I never do. Um, these... <laughs> I really thought a dad joke, like a Padres dad joke Ooh. was coming. Ooh, oh, here we go. From one soon-to-be Padre to one Padre, I am doing good. Yeah, that was awful. All right, let's, <laughs> let's move on. We are talking about the Padres today as we start getting towards the home stretch of these team previews and the prospect minutes. Uh, and this is a fun system with a lot of talent uh, in it, uh, especially uh, towards the top. So uh, let's, let's jump right in because I know Mackenzie Gore is your uh, number one guy. Oh, certainly. Um, and I had the... I don't know, somewhat controversial take, I guess. Um, Which I endorsed. That uh, Mackenzie Gore is going to break camp with the Padres. Mm-hmm. I believe I it. Got, I got some pushback on it. And I, number one, it's it's not supposed to be like a realistic prediction, right? It's a bold prediction. So you kind of have to be bold. But let's connect the dots on why I think that's possible, I guess. Number one, um, they've proven to do this in the past with not one, but two guys. Yeah. They did it with Tatis, obviously, who I don't want to put him in any bucket because he's kind of his own unique animal. And I think he's a little different because he's a hitter. Certainly, yes. Um, But they did it with Chris Paddock, and I think that's where the comparison is very, very apt, right? Because... Mm -hmm. Paddock had, I don't have it in front of me, but he had... He had like 10 more innings in A than Gore, Gore right. does right now. And there's no reason to send pitchers to AAA now. None whatsoever. Um, they have to use a different... They have to use a... It's an environment that's not... 
productive for pitchers to go to. It's just not. Um, and you're looking at a guy last year that threw 100 innings. So it's not like a far-fetched thing to say he gets 130 innings in the big leagues this year. Maybe 140. Because uh, they do have starting pitching depth, which is the one thing that might hurt this. But Gore is not depth. Gore is the top, right? He's the cream of the crop when it comes to these these guys. And I, I'm this isn't an aggressive take, but like he'll be the nice number two to Paddock this year. But I think in 2021 he's going to be their ace. Um, Mackenzie Gore does everything, checks every box that I look for in my pitching prospects. He's young, athletic. I say it every year. I'm going to say it again. I hate the delivery, but it works. So you have no reason to change it. Uh, six foot three, 195. That's pretty much ideal. Um, four pitches, commands them all, plus command of his overall arsenal. Has avoided significant arm injuries throughout his career. He has had some blister issues with the minor leagues, in the minor leagues, and fingered specifically when he was in the Midwest League and a little bit in the Cal League. He had blister issue on his left left hand obviously his throwing hand it's a different baseball in the major league so i'm not concerned about that carrying over as much we haven't really heard much about it he pitched with you know since then um and i mean breaking camp might be even more aggressive but who's to say he doesn't break camp and then they send him down over the all-star break and get the service time back anyways right so they could just do that if they're worried about service time uh, they did that with Paddock, if you, if you recall. Uh, Paddock was going to be the only National League All-Star that was in A-ball <laughs> because they sent him to the Cal League because uh, the Cal League wasn't playing games and they have no intention of him playing. Uh, Gore is probably going to do the same thing. Uh, they could have him break camp and then just send him down over the All-Star break to where he loses his 9-10 service days. It's enough to get them the extra year while also resting him and skipping him and letting him go longer in the season because I think this Padres team has a chance at the wild card this year. So they're going to need all the innings they can get. And the last reason is A.J. Preller's seat is very, very warm. Um, from what I've heard, anyways. I'm not an insider with the Padres by any means, but they have made a lot of moves. They've spent a lot of money, and the owner wants returns on the investment. And they didn't make the playoffs last year. They faded down the stretch, and this is the year for them to make the jump. And I think with Gore and Paddock at the head of the rotation, I think they could beat anybody because I, I think Gore's going to translate right away. I mean, he's not going to dominate, I don't think, his first year. but I, I, think I he, completely agree with you. But I think he can kind of do what Paddock did to an extent. And like I said, if they send – if Gore breaks camp with the team, it doesn't mean they can't send him down over the All-Star break like they did with Paddock. They still get their 10, 11 days back and still get the year, right? But it just happens to be come differently. They're going to need every every win they can get because, again, they're a wild card contender in my eyes, and they're going to need it. Um, but that's enough with that. Mackenzie Gore is in his own tier. Um, Luis Patino is number two on this list. Patino is an exciting prospect in his own right. Pretty much the right-handed version of Gore from the mechanical side. He's got that goofy leg kick, but it's from the right side. Um and I lost my notes. Uh, he is complete arm, uh, low to mid-90s on the heater. Um, you're looking at a guy who has the chance to be an ace. Uh, and if, if Gore is not in the system, he's getting more publicity. It's 93-95 um, with the fastball, can touch 99, has some wiggle on the pitch, power slider. 
Uh, it's already a swing and miss pitch. Has a curveball that projects as above average, maybe plus. Also throws a changeup. Um, so I, I'm a big fan of Patino, the deep arsenal that he throws. Uh, he's going to be able to get big league hitters out. He's one level behind Mackenzie Gore. Uh, he is likely to hit double A this year. The stick there and a little bit more likely to stay there for the full year. And there's no reason to send him to triple A either. Um, just because of how the environment is. Number three on my list is CJ Abrams. We know about Abrams, right? He's the sixth overall pick in this June's draft. He's number three on my uh, dynasty first-year player draft board. But you can make an argument that if you're in a deeper league, like a 30-teamer, you might push him to fourth and take the safety that Adley Rushman brings and put him third. So if you're in, and if you if you have admirations of winning sooner, you might want Rushman as well. Uh, but Abrams should go no later than pick four. Um, and he's a 12 to 15 homer guy that can steal 30 bags with a, with a hit tool and a strong approach. It's a fairly high ceiling for sure. Uh, but the floor isn't as high as you want it to be either, but he's an ext- extreme athlete. And he's in the right organization because I was worried about him. There were some pre-draft rumors that he might go to the White Sox instead of where Vaughn went, and I was hoping he didn't because they don't do a really good job of developing players, especially you know from some hit tool-wise and especially on the pitching side, they don't either. But San Diego does, and Abrams needs to go there. And while Vaughn is, ends up in Chicago, he doesn't really necess- necessitate that much development because he's an elite college bat that's pretty much a finished product. Um, he's got some refinement to do, obviously, with, with Vaughn, but Abrams has a lot of work to do. And it's good to see him, you know, end up in a really strong organization like this. Uh, Taylor Trammell is my fourth prospect, and I am probably the industry low man on Trammell. Um, I just don't see the power output coming here because his batted ball data is ugly. He's extremely pull-centric, which is good for, you know, the power tool. But the hard contact per rotowire, if you, that's worth the, description, the, the subscription on its own, by the way, the uh, minor league batted ball stats from rotowire, fantastic, uh, as well as the Prospects Live uh, minors graphs go there as well. Uh, that's a free service that we provide. But you look at Trammell, he, he has a strong OBP, really good walk rate, but a 23% K rate for someone that's not showing a lot of power is a little bit too high for me, especially as he climbs the ladder using double A. Um, so I'm, I'm a little bit down on Trammell from the sense that I think he's more of an OBP asset. And if you're playing the standard five by five, I don't know if he's a top hundred prospect in that format because we've been waiting for the power and speed to jump up and they, they just have it. Um, so, you know, I'm a little bit soured on Trammell, but the Padres are a, a strong development machine. He did steal 20 bases last year. So maybe there's a little bit of upside there. But we're waiting on a big power, and, and he had 10 home runs last year. He had eight home runs in 2018 and 13 in 2017. So starting to, look, it's like that Judge Judy meme pointing at your wrist, right? You're waiting for it to come. You're tired of waiting. Uh, Luis Camposano is the next guy on this list, a catching prospect I know, but he's got good feel for the barrel, good plate skills. Uh, high, flo- high floor guy, because I think the defense is strong enough to be potentially an all-around everyday catcher. A um, little bit, you know, and I know some Padres fans bag on Austin Hedges, but he does wonders for your pitching staff. You're going to love Hedges with Gore and 
Paddock around. But Capisano can be not too big of a step down from there while providing more consistent offense, especially in the hit tool. So I think Capisano is an interesting enough piece um, in that aspect. Adrian Morhone is a guy I still like. Saw him in the AFL. He dominated in the AFL in my looks, but he was also facing prospects. And he faced Michael Bush, who was a 2019 first-round draft pick, and Morhone pitched in the majors this year. So obviously the competition level was, was drastic. Uh, mid-rotation arm for Morhone uh, kind of you know, has the, the, the command profile. He's had some shoulder issues, though, and that's the concern here. The, and there's some worried about him having the potential – lacking the durability to be a long-term starter. Uh, but his stuff is nasty. 94-96 can touch 98, uh, plus changeup, which is one of the best pitches in the minors. And, and, and he's still getting the feel for the breaking ball, but he was dropping the curveball in pretty nicely um, in uh, my looks in the AFL. So I'm excited about Morhone. Uh, Jason Rosario, uh, high walk rate, uh, strong enough contact rate to be potential top-of-the-order threat to chip in 10 to 12 homers and probably steal 20 bags. Premium defensive center fielder. Uh, really strong athlete. Led all of A-ball and qualified hitters with a 17% walk rate. Uh, 20-year-old kid out of Dominican Republic, 6'1", 175, has some ability to add weight, but you necessarily don't want him to because his game is not necessitated around that. Ryan Weathers, uh, Gatorade Pitcher of the Year. Um, <laughs> 6'1", 200 pounds. You're looking at Weathers as like a, a guy that really low upside but high floor kind of arm. He's a major league number four starter, and he's has a little chance of being a number three based on how well he commands everything. But he's not going to miss enough bats. I don't like the delivery. It lacks extension. The body's kind of filled out. Um, it's kind of soft, and he has a uh, – Good changeup is advanced. Really nice, advanced changeup in command eats up lower levels, and obviously he's the bed doing that. Uh, he was as a right around a three three five career RA since he entered pro ball, and it's based off his command and ability to locate. It's too much for some of these inexperienced hitters, so they give him fits. And Jake Cronenworth came over in the Tommy Fam deal with Fam. He's a shortstop prospect first. Uh, bat to ball, can run a little bit, probably 8 to 10 homer power, can steal 12 to 15 bags. He's going to be utility role in San Diego with Tatis there, obviously, and the Profar deal. But I look at Cronenworth, and he can also pitch. He can also throw in the, the mid-90s off the mound. Breaking balls need some work. It's not, it's not an experience on the mound, but I think he's a guy that the pitching aspect is a little bit overrated in this game, but I think he's a guy that can – throw 10 appearances for you this year, maybe 10 to 12 innings and not too terrible. And I think that can save his staff a little bit less valuable. in my opinion with the 26th man, because you can also carry another pitcher. But again, if you want to look at it in the other glass half full way, it's still one roster spot that can do two things. So he's always going to have some value in Jake Cronenworth. Hudson head prospect live favorite Hudson head. I'm going to put the, the tag on that. This guy is a premier athlete. Uh, everyone knocks him for being a third-round pick, and, oh, he doesn't have the upside or this and that. Uh, he got first-round pick money. So ignore the draft slot um, and just pay attention to the skills that Hudson Head possesses. Left-hand hitting outfielder. Uh, he's got potential to be a five-tool kid. Like I said, signed for $3 million. Left, uh, left-handed hitter. 
But uh, he's raw. He, he kind of didn't face premium competition in high school. But I think he's a 20-homer bat. I think he's a 15-20-steal guy. I think he's a good de- good defender. He's got a strong arm, good feel for the defensive side, good feel for the barrel and offense. Um, he sh- has the ability to move quick. He takes walks. I just don't think San Diego has the necessity to move him fast, but he could. Edward Olivares is my favorite underrated prospect. Uh, 282, 348, 452 slash line with 18 homers and 35 stolen bases. Uh, 17% K rate, which is very, very strong. 7.8% walk rate, which is fine. And it's a quick bat, short bat path. I don't know if he gets into 18 homer power in the big leagues. He's probably more like 8 to 10. But I think he can steal 25-plus bags, and he's got enough defensive skills to play center. doesn't have to in this system because they have premium center fielders everywhere else. But he can play right. Uh, he can be an asset there. Gabriel Arias is an all-around shortstop with strong defensive abilities. got some power, a little bit too much swing and miss, a little aggressive also. So he just doesn't recognize spin, and he's a kind of a free swinger. But he can get into 20-homer power. Um, He's extremely young for his age. He'll be 19, should be in double A at 20 this year. Um, and he's probably a likely third baseman down the line. Obviously, that position's blocked here, so maybe he joins the crowd of second baseman. Owen Miller is a utility guy out of the Illinois State University. Uh, my alma mater, he's a guy that does a little bit of everything, has a hit tool, good athlete, good glove. Probably lacks the arm to be a consistent left side of the infield guy. Could play some outfield. Saw him at the AFL this year. He was kind of meh. Uh, not a lot of projection in his body. He's like the poor man's Ben Zobrist in a sense. Uh, Michelle Baez is a former starter turned reliever. Uh, he can be a really, really dominant late inning reliever. He misses bats. Gets uh, a little too fly ball heavy for my liking, but uh, he can be potential bullpen asset. Hudson Potts has some thump. Uh, has some strikeout issues, pulls the ball too much, but knows his strengths, which is pulling the ball and is aggressive. And he's but his best best case scenario here is like a low batting average, low BP, thirty homer, third baseman. And I don't know how much value that carries right now. Joey Cantillo is the polish and is the polish over stuff kind of lefty, dominated the lower minors due to his impeccable control, thirty three percent K rate. 2.27 ERA in, in high A. Um, he's going to be 20 years old. Should touch double A. Yet another pitching prospect for the Padres that moves fast. Fastball velocity ticked up t- later in the season, so that's something to watch. He was hitting 92-94 as opposed to his traditional 89-92 earlier in the season, so a late-season velocity spike could signal big things ahead for Joey Cantillo because he already has the command control skill set that you're looking for young pitchers to develop, so maybe the stuff comes later. Uh, Tucapita Marcano is a uh, fun middle infield prospect. Great bat-to-ball skills that can run. Uh, Ron- Ronald Bolanos is a high-velocity arm that probably projects in the bullpen. 96-98, uh, but he, you know, he, he can get lost in the system because they have a lot of arms. Reginald Preciado is one of my favorite J2 kids under the radar. Um, six foot four, 180 pounds, uh, with natural defensive skills at shortstop, really quick feet, good hands. I think he could be a two way, uh, kind of an impact offensive player as well. Switch hitter with a quick bat from both sides, uh, minimal power, but he's confined the barrel. Ismael Mena is another J2 kid with uh, above average speed, 
some traces of a hit tool and really good defensively. Uh, Esteri Ruiz can run. Um, one of the best athletes in the organization, but the hit tool is below average, and he doesn't really bring anything to the table defensively, so I think he's more of a role player. Uh, Terso Ornelas had a backwards year. He's got raw tools. He's more toolsy than most of these guys on this list. Extremely young and advanced for his level, but the production is just not there. He will take a walk. He will strike out. Has not found the power stroke. Um, he showed enough in center field where he can play there in a pinch. I, I'm fairly certain he's a corner guy going forward. Um, but, yeah, Reggie Lawson, I saw him in the fall league, really big curveball trying to come back from TJ, or, or, or elbow injury, I should say. I think he avoided the Tommy John surgery, but he's trying to come back um, with a, from an elbow injury. Blake Hunt is a strong defensive catcher. Mason Thompson can can bring the heat, big 6'7", righty, uh, mid-90s fastball, uh, nothing really special in the off-speed off department. Joshua Mears, 18-year-old kid at 6'3", 230, uh, raw physical specimen, to say the least. Got a million dollars to sign out of the second round. Uh, boomer bust power hitter. My long-term favorite prospect is Anderson Espinosa. I haven't been able to quit him. Uh, really good, strong stuff. And who knows what's in there still. He's been hurt a lot. Needs to get back to the mound. Um, hopefully he gets a strong, healthy year. He's one of my wish lists for prospects would be Espinosa's health because um, he's it. Wax it. Omar Cruz is a J2 kid from this class. Uh, a little bit older. Uh, or from the J- J2 kid from the 2018 class. Um Kind of short and stocky, 90-92 with the with the fastball, has a pair of above average off speed pitches. Uh, I'm trying to think if that's anybody else. Um, I'm trying to look. I think that's everybody I want to mention. Um, Padres have, I mean, and this isn't a knock on them because they produced superstars, but like the system is, feels weaker than traditional than it has in the last few years. But that happens when Tatis moves on and Chris Paddock and. <laughs> Yeah, like well, so, they graduated a bunch of guys, so now they've got a well, really that's young what I mean. team. Yeah, yeah so. right. All right, uh, well, that's gonna do it for this episode. You're you don't have on... a guy? Oh shoot, I forgot. Uh, I always have a guy. Um, hmm. uh, Patino is a guy that I've got a lot of shares of. The one last because I did, he was part of the trade that I uh, uh, sent uh, Tom Drudo for. Uh, Senzel and a number of other guys. Um, so he, he's a guy I've got a lot of shares of. Uh, Abrams is a guy that I'm going to probably end up with a lot in uh, leagues uh, in first year player drafts because I've got the fourth pick in like three of my dynasty leagues. Uh, deeper league take, uh, well, I guess you're not going to have a choice because you're picking fourth, but you're going to Abrams at least. Yeah, exactly. So end up with a, I think, a, a fair amount of shares of Abrams, uh, and yeah, uh, Anderson Espinoza. I mean, I, I've been a big fan of his as well, and I'm, you know, you always kind of hope that a guy figures out the health thing, uh, okay. but that's the life of a pitcher. Yeah, it absolutely is. It's like uh, he's the poster boy for that stupid tin step mantra, right? Mm-hmm. Pretty much. Which, which I will say is becoming less and less true, not because of the health things, but I think pitchers are being prepared in the minor leagues way better than they used to be and are coming up more major league ready than ever, if that makes sense, without being there. Well, and, you know, I mean, let's be honest, things like Tommy John aren't a death sentence anymore. 
Like it's, they are. You're right, and the training programs are better. Mm-hmm. So the medical staffs are better. Training programs are better. Uh, they're handling pitchers better than they used to. So I, I think you know. Hopefully, I mean, obviously, pitching is just not a natural motion. So it's you know, some guys are just gonna. Most guys are gonna break down over time or, or have issues. Uh, but hopefully, we start seeing organizations accelerate their uh, their pitching prospect as well. So that way they they're should. not wasting bullets in the minor leagues. Hundred percent, because I, I I feel like you can delay injury. You can't necessarily prevent it. All right, uh, you can reach Pat on Twitter at mgtompfwfb. Me on Twitter at just masonfwfb. Don't forget to check out all of Matt's stuff over at Prospects Live. All of my stuff at Fangraphs, TGFBI, and both of our stuff at Friends Fantasy Benefits dot com. That will do it for this episode for Matt and myself. Thank you for listening. A fantastic baseball season. <laughs>